Welcome to the Learning Reimagined podcast, where we discuss solutions to employee training and development challenges in the Caribbean. We speak with Caribbean professionals who are experts at helping people in Caribbean organizations excel. And we want to help you, our Caribbean audience, level up your teams, your employees, so that your businesses can succeed. Today I have with me Chevonese Chevers White. Chevonese White is a passionate creative who aims to bring fun, technology, and entrepreneurship into the classroom. She has taught at the Vocational Training and Development Institute, VTDI, and the iCreate Institute. She's presently a lecturer at the University of the West Indies, Mona, and she's also pursuing her PhD in education. Animation is one of her many passions, which has led her to assist with crafting the animation industry through the Jamaica Animation Network. Today, what we're going to be speaking about is how to create engaging employee training or engaging yes. online training for employees. So it's an, it's an exciting discussion. And of course, we're powered by one-on-one. Let me not forget that plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> we're powered by one-on-one. So... Before I start and dive into all of the questions that we're going to be focusing on, Chevonese, yes. I want to learn a little bit more about you. Oh so dear. tell us <laughs> tell us more about your journey to animation, why you love animation, those type of things. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try and keep this short because you know, we're not we're not recording a movie here, right? <laughs> right we're not recording okay. A movie. So I've always been a fan of art and mathematics mm. from ever since mm-hmm. prep school and but every time when i watch a movie my dad would always go i'd always correct them why did you do it that way mm. why didn't you just write it this way and my mm-hmm. dad would always say why don't you just go and write your own movies <laughs> but you know you're you're thinking this is jamaica we don't make movies right. i just have to watch what they do so right. i i went into graphic design mm-hmm. and i was teaching graphic design at um Caramac and at VTDI Mm -hmm. and animation just started to become a thing in Jamaica so everywhere there was a certificate program I would study it and then suddenly they said let's teach these people how to teach animation and both schools put my name forward to be a part of that program and I started to meet other creatives that are in Jamaica that develop animations and live action movies and we have such talented people here amazing and then that also opened me up to the international community so we've had persons from disney here we've had yes 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 we've had persons from spain persons from france from canada from um thailand coming here and even japan and korea coming here to advise us on our animation industry so we're a little bit but we tell our wow so that's amazing and i love that the world or the caribbean i should say yes. is opening up more to these animation opportunities yes. and and getting you know globally what should i say globally ready yes yes for for you know. honestly i can tell you what my personal mission is mm-hmm. i want to see uh jamaican at the oscars yes celebrating a win at yes. the oscars or at least a nomination at the Oscars and it's a Jamaican produced animation. Wow. That is my goal for the Jamaican animation industry. That's a big goal. And it's not a big goal. There. Easy peasy thing, Easy. that man. <laughs> Easy like Freddie or whatever that phrase is. 
but it's really like Freddie. But anyways, so <laughs> let's dive into the meat of our discussion, yes. right? Which is talking about how to create engaging yes. training experiences for employees. My first question, how can HR leaders identify the training needs of each mm-hmm. employee so that training courses can be designed to meet those employees' needs? All right. So let me just give a little a little backdrop and an unsolicited advertisement plug <laughs> for the institution that I attended. So right. I, I not only taught at the VTDI, but mm-hmm. I was also a student there. And they have a program called the um, Postgraduate Diploma in Education and Training there. Mm-hmm. And um, when, we, when, when we studied that, there is a course in there about training. And they always say one of the first steps that you need to do is a needs assessment, okay. right? And what that is, what is happening there is that you need to contact the persons who are supposed to be in a training and find out from them what do they need. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we make the assumption that this is what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you, you, you're, it looks like you don't understand mathematics so we're just going to give you training on mathematics or it looks like Mm -hmm. you need training on graphic design so we're going to give you training on graphic design but really what you need to do is to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with your staff to find out what is it that you want to do and then we now deliver that training for you and how do we have these conversations do we just draw them into our room one-on-one and say i think you you should just you should just bam bam and boop them on the head and just drag them in the room and say this is what you need to do. No, nothing like that. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, so again, at the VTDI, VTDI is a part of the Heart Trust. Mm-hmm. And they have a career development um, thing. I can't remember what how they did it. But mm-hmm. they ask you, there's a form that you fill out every two years that you have to do it to say, um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Mm-hmm. And what that does is... So, for instance, like if you want to be the marketing manager of an arm of heart. Right. Then you have to identify where are you now and where do you want to be? What do you need to have? Mm -hmm. And then now we fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one way you could do it. Another way that you could do it, because you could be you could have staff that don't necessarily want to become a manager. They just really love being a graphic designer mm-hmm. or they really love being a videographer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they just want to get better at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So again, it could be that you just have one-on-one conversations with them and say, you know, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What are the new things? Um, what is happening in your industry? Is there anything new that is happening that you want to learn? Mm-hmm. Let us see if we can provide that opportunity for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. really just having a conversation. Depending on the size of the organization, it might be a form, right? Uh, or it could just be a one-on-one conversation. Okay, okay. And as you, as you mentioned, size of the organization, mm-hmm. the larger the organization is, the more likely it is that you use a form because yes. it's easier to yes. manage. And, but then okay. at the same time too... I'm always for the personal touch. Right. Right. So even if it is that you have a large, a large organization, you know, at least speak with the department head. There is somebody who is in charge of um, graphic design and videography. There is somebody who is in charge of IT. Mm -hmm. There is someone who is in charge of training. So if at the very least have that conversation with that head and then that head, if your organization is run in a way where it's easy for persons to have conversations, 
then that head can now speak to their, I don't like to use the word subordinate, the people that they, they work with. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> they can have those conversations and then now they can get better understanding as to what the needs are because that's, that's what is going to make a training be successful or not. Mm -hmm. If you give me something that I don't want to do and I'm not interested in doing it, right. there is nothing you can do. You could beat me over my head. You could lead me to the water. You mm -hmm. could beat my bottom. I am not going to do it. It's right. going gonna, gonna to be a struggle for me to do it. Right. But if it's something that I really want mm -hmm. and if it's something that that is going to help me to grow as an individual, mm -hmm. then I will invest the time into it so that I can become better at what I do. And then now I can be a better use a more, oh dear, oh dear I'm going to say something hard. <laughs> You're going to be a more useful tool to the organization. <laughs> <laughs> we get what you mean. We get yes. what you mean. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's a very good thought. A very good um, response to, to understanding how we actually pinpoint the yes. needs of each employee yes. so that we can create these courses but then you mentioned this a little bit a while ago in your answer some people have a challenge getting their teams to actually complete courses yes and you were kind of hinting at that but if, if you're not really interested in the course in the first place you're not going to complete it yes so aside from getting people to do courses that interest them aside from that how can we you know get people to complete courses all right so there there is the theory of the carrot and the stick right mm -hmm. so it's either they get something nice and the niceties is going to motivate them or mm -hmm. it's going to be the stick and it's not so nice but it still gets them to the end of the road right, right. um depending because sometimes sometimes it might be a course that they don't want to do, but it is necessary for them to do it in order for the organization to thrive. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me, let's say Grace, for instance, mm -hmm. ISO is very important. That's a standard that Grace has to, add to adhere right. to. Mm -hmm. So everyone will, will need to know the standards. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to do a course in order to do those standards, mm -hmm. right? But I don't want to know about the standards. That's just something that's not going to help me to progress. That's just going to help me to progress while at Grace. Grace it's not right. going to help my personal development. Mm -hmm. So in a case like that, you might have to say, well, we're going to have to, oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like an evil person now. <laughs> we might have to deduct your pay or we might have to lessen your vacation mm. days. You, you understand? Like the stick. Penalty, yeah. Right. The mm. penalty as to why you... But you don't want to go that route. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes to be in a working space or an environment where it's, there are consequences mm -hmm. to it, right? Um, so you can use a carrot, mm -hmm. which now could mean, all right, if you do this course that you don't want to do, you get extra vacation days. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you get time off so instead of working eight hours for the day you can work seven hours for the day mm -hmm. and then that extra hour it is the course that you're working on mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so there are strategies that we can employ to get persons to complete a course mm -hmm. um in some cases it could be even a bonus you know money always looks nice <laughs> always <laughs> always looks nice even if it's just a little a little, you know, spending money to mm -hmm. go for drinks one Friday evening. Mm -hmm. It's still money that I'm getting that I can go for drinks on Friday evening, mm -hmm. you know. So we can use little things to help employees to go the further, the, the, the distance. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Another thing that we don't take into consideration when helping persons to complete COVID, and I know that's a big yeah. word, right? Um, COVID has taught us that there are lots of stressors that affect persons' mental state. Mm-hmm. We have lots of stressors that affect persons' personality, even mm-hmm. their motivation, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to also be cognizant of the other things outside of the working space mm-hmm. that will affect the employees. And once we take those things into consideration, the likelihood is we'll come up with plans or motive Motivation. incentives okay. that will help them to complete their course. course. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you have a working mother, less worse if it's a single mother, mm-hmm. and then now you're saying, well, outside of work, you're going to have to complete this course. No matter how much she wants to do that course, she might not be able to do it because she only has a babysitter or she has um, the school available from this hour to this hour. Mm -hmm. And so she won't be able to dedicate that extra time in order to complete the course. Mm -hmm. So an incentive for someone like that would be complete the course during work hours. Mm -hmm. That will more allow that person to finish. And then they will be more motivated because they're like, well, obviously the organization is taking me and my personal situation into consideration you feel more embraced you feel more loved Mm -hmm. the likelihood that's going to happen is that person is now going to replicate that love back to the organization Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those are the things that it always comes back at least to me it always comes back to the individual and having those conversations with the individuals or as best as possible to have that conversation with the individual yeah definitely moving to the actual creation of these programs and these courses now mm-hmm. so successful online training programs don't push courses onto employees then leave them to swim on their own mm-hmm. there should be ongoing support yes hands-on learning opportunities and feedback on how on the job performance has improved how how can online training be designed to create this balance? All right. So I am a firm believer in hybrid education. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with fully online. So for me, how I define hybrid is you have you have interactions on the computer mm-hmm. and then you have interactions with people. Right. Because a part of education, a part of being a human being is social interactions. Right. Um, Again, I'm going to say the dirty word, COVID, when it happened, um, a lot of us as educators and as students, we had to make that adjustment to not being able to socialize with others Mm -hmm. because education is also about socialization. Right. We, we have, we form our little cliques Mm -hmm. in the classroom Mm -hmm. as students and we have these little conversations and you go, what? What the teacher there say? Uh, what did happen there? So we never really understand that, yes. right? And that happens organically because we're in the classroom mm-hmm. and you're seeing the person and then you can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that happened with instructors. We are you're in the coffee room or you're having lunch together and then you go, oh my God, I can't believe the student did this thing. Am I, did I do it this the wrong way? What yes. do you do? And then you, right. again, an, an organic conversation happens. Right. So I do think there is a place for face-to-face, but I also think um, there's a place for online. And I do, and 
online has gotten a lot of smack recently mm -hmm. and i think it's unfair because you know treating online like it's a person it is a person <laughs> <laughs> but it was getting a lot of it was getting a bad rep right because i think we weren't dealing with online how it should have been dealt with right we weren't taking into consideration the, the social aspect of education mm -hmm. socially as in with the instructors socialization with regards to the students mm -hmm. everyone was isolated the teacher is at home and they're isolated from the students the student is at home and isolated from the teacher and other students mm -hmm. so it wasn't working in that res regard mm -hmm. and that's the reason why i think hybrid is the way to go mm -hmm. so when it comes back now to your question on let me just make sure it was how how can online training be designed to create the balance yes so with that i think now that we have to do it as a hybrid course okay and so that will now help persons yes you have the online space now where you can access the material so for my students mm -hmm majority if not all of my students are creatives creatives are up at one o'clock and two o'clock in the morning right i don't entertain a student calling me miss at one o'clock in, in the morning, morning. miss i'm having problems with this thing can you help me no <laughs> <laughs> click on an answer in your call yeah. right mm -hmm. but with online I can provide videos, I can provide reading material, I can provide whatever that is needed for right. the student to support them so that they can go through the online material on their own mm -hmm. and then know when it comes at a you know, proper time, they can now contact me and we can have a conversation around that. So I think that is how we can alleviate that problem. We're, we're having both online and there are some persons who can survive in just an online space mm -hmm. by themselves, but we should have opportunities for contact, one-on-one -on -one contact. Mm -hmm. um, because as I said, as human beings, um, within education, there is a social part of it that a lot of times we ignore that it is important and yeah. we don't highlight that at all. That is true. <laughs> Even for the most introverted of persons, you still need that type of social interaction, that type of... Yeah, to kind of drive you and push you to to get your goals accomplished to do things yeah yeah very very true when we think about online courses and mm -hmm. designing them sometimes we like to make things look pretty and mm -hmm. you know get into all of the obsession about how the thing looks rather than the substance of what is in the course so how can people balance design and substance with online courses christine i didn't come here for inquisition you know why <laughs> Why are you asking me the hard question? This was supposed to be something easy peasy. <sighs> All right. So I did graphic design, right? right? <laughs> so we are obsessed with perfection and mm -hmm. making it look good. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, as an educator, the most important thing is to just get the information out. Mm -hmm. As humans, again, as humans, we just obsess with perfection mm -hmm. and perfectionism. And honestly, I don't think it's possible. We can strive for it, but, you know, if it's not attained, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, especially in the online space, your students just want you to look real. They want to know you're a real person. You're not this model or an actor. <laughs> You know, you don't have to get it right, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times I'm creating, because I was creating videos 
long in advance before this whole traumatic incident mm -hmm. two years ago right and um i would make my videos and at the time my daughter was a baby so i had to wait until it was in the middle of the night and i'm recording the videos and the dog is barking my neighbor's <laughs> dog is barking and so you hear in the background woof 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 and i'd release it to the students and they're like missy noach pop me love about your video when the dog about <laughs> I'm like, what? Because in my head, I'm just thinking, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to have to re-record this thing and yeah. all of this drama and all of that stuff. But the honest truth is they just want to know that you're a real person. Mm -hmm. When they talk to me, they just know, I can just have a conversation with Miss because honestly, when you're real with your students, that's when you, you, you get the stories out of them. Why is it... Um, Okay, and I know this is going to touch on some corns right now. I don't know why I love to do this. But sometimes students are failing. Sometimes students are distant and we don't know why they're distant. And we make assumptions. As educators, we make assumptions. Oh, are because them this and are because of them that. Why they're not performing? But there could be other things happening. I've got stories out of my students. It's so... It's heartbreaking to hear some of the, the, the journey that some of these students are going through at the age that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why, at least my assumption is, the only reason why I was getting those stories out of the students is because I'm real with them. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just frank. I tell them, listen, this is how it is. They know when, when I'm going through difficulties, they know when I'm going through difficulties. When I'm going through happy times, they know when I'm going through happy times. So it, it makes them more relaxed. To then now say, Miss, this is what is happening with me. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why, you know, I would say to them, I'm hard on them. Every one of my students can tell you, they'll be like, oh my God, Mrs. White, she's rough. <laughs> Lord of his mercy. But she will listen to you. Mm -hmm. And she will take your situation into consideration. Mm -hmm. You just need to communicate what is happening. So when it comes on to preparing your course content, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like the best graphic designer had created it. It doesn't have to look like um, it's out of Hollywood or anything if it's a video. The most important thing is, are you creating the right content for your students? Mm -hmm. And are you delivering it in the way that your students can absorb the information? Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. For me, the worst thing is, if you do it with one set of students and it's not working just re-record it another time and improve it mm -hmm. and then move forward oh, but at the end of the day it doesn't just don't make it too long mm -hmm. you know we are now in a society where it go 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 yeah. you know things bite size if we're watching a video we're watching a video on tiktok or watching a video on youtube mm -hmm. You know, if you don't grab me in the first 10 seconds or 15 seconds, I'm moving on to the next video. Mm -hmm. You know, first thing is going to catch me is the title. And then, you no, know, 10 seconds in, if you're not telling me what I need to know, move forward. Mm -hmm. So that's all you need to do now with your content. It's not necessarily the look of the content. I'm not saying don't focus on the content, the look no, of it, you know. Right. But the look is not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It is what are you delivering? Is it something that the students want to engage with? Mm -hmm. um, and then now, is it, 
are you are you packaging it in such a way that it's easy for them to absorb the information? Mm -hmm. That's the most important bit. I want to mention something else. I know you didn't ask me this, but now that we're talking about content, yes, I want to mention this. We're now moving towards an inclusive society, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people think, oh, the inclusive society just means LBQ. I'm going to get into yeah. trouble. I'm going to get into <laughs> trouble. But we know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, but that's not what inclusivity means. Mm -hmm. We're trying to include everyone. There's, there shouldn't be anyone who feels like education is not available to them. Mm -hmm. If I'm blind, I should be able to, to, to learn just as well as someone who is sighted. Mm -hmm. If I can't hear, then I should learn just as well as someone who can hear. Mm -hmm. Right? And so what I am trying, and I'm not telling you to do this right now because it's it's not possible for one person to create all of this content at one time. Mm -hmm. One step at a time, sweet Jesus, right? Right. One step at a time. So what I did was I created some videos for my students because videos are the easiest to create. Mm -hmm. Then, um, and that was content that I created some time ago. Mm -hmm. Then the next step that I did was to create... I call them textbooks, but it's just books with text. It's just simply text in there. Yeah. For those students, so if if I'm blind and I have a reader, it can read it for me mm. and I can still engage with the content, mm -hmm. right? And then now the, the next thing that I'm going to be doing this summer is to use a software to convert those materials into audio. Okay. Because especially for me, I... I like it when I'm doing my housework and I can listen to the content. Mm -hmm. you, I, I shouldn't have to be in front of a, con in front of a computer in order to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I shouldn't have to be in a classroom in order that's to learn. Good. That's uh, to me, that's not what learning is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just trapping me in a classroom mm -hmm. learning. I should be able to do it when I want to do it mm -hmm. because that's the type of society that we're in now. We're in an on-demand society. Mm -hmm. So when I want to learn, that is when I should be able to learn. So mm -hmm. if it's 1 a.m. in the morning, I can learn at 1 a.m. in the morning. If I am doing my housework, I can do, I can get my learning done at the same time. Right. I'm inside a taxi, but I don't want to take out my textbook and read. I can pop in my earbuds and I can listen to the content and I'm learning as I go along. Yeah. Right? Definitely. So that is something that I know you didn't ask me yeah, about that's it's a perfect, it's a perfect um, segue into, yes. into what I want to get into now. Yes. Because you spoke about the content for students, and in this case, students are employees in our organizations, yes. right? And you know, spoke about inclusivity. So, yes. And in organizations, we have people with different learning needs, learning styles. Oh, yes. And people with different disabilities, mm -hmm. as you were mentioning. How do we cater to the different learning styles using different types of content and, you know, ensuring that everybody has feels, a, feels yeah. included? Yeah. This is where I think the technology comes in. Mm -hmm. um, because for me, so let me go back again now with regards to even the audio. Mm -hmm. I don't just want to put the audio anywhere. I want to make the audio a podcast mm -hmm. so a student can subscribe to a subject and then students can create their own content, audio content, and 
post it in the podcast mm -hmm. and then now students are learning from others and mm -hmm. they're learning my content i know it's this nice little you know mm -hmm. engaging yeah. space right. right um and i think that's what we have to think about don't think well you know um there is this technology that exists and i want to use this technology it's more i have these type of employees and i now need to find the technology that will help these employees okay. i think we we often get caught up in the technology itself right and we forget that the technology is a tool right you know at the end of the day i you notice every time i keep going back to it it's the people it's the one-on-one -on -one, it's the conversations that is what is going to make your training successful or not mm -hmm. so once you know what type of people that you have so if the majority I, i'm only saying this a lot because i'm a mother right <laughs> But if you have the majority of your staff, they are mothers mm -hmm. and you know that they're busy outside, then maybe a podcast would be the better way to um, give them their information. Right. Well, no, you might have a lot of single men in your organization mm -hmm. and they have them huge TVs. Why are men so obsessed with huge TVs? <laughs> Although, although I must admit, the other day I was watching World Champs and I was thinking I need to have a huge TV, TV. myself. <laughs> it's very sad. But still, <laughs> then maybe video content would work better for that type of st right. staff. You know, right. so you need to look at your staff and you need to ask your staff what would work best for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in my car. I don't, I don't listen to radio anymore. I don't know what the new music is because I'm listening to my podcast mm. when I'm in the car. Because mm -hmm. I don't I don't like to study, but I like learning. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds contradictory, but I really don't like studying, yeah, but I, I like, like learning. learning yeah. <laughs> and so for me, you know, I'm in the car and the best time is when you're stuck in traffic. Especially if you live in Portmore. Oh, gosh. Shout out to my Portmore people. I don't <laughs> know how you do it. I used to live in Portmore for 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I did the Causeway Bridge. So, you know, it's a long, long time. time. <laughs> Way back in the day. Bumper to bumper traffic. That's the perfect time mm -hmm. to be listening to a podcast. Right. And learning about something. And then, no, what you do is that when you come back to the office, you can dedicate a 15 minutes or 30 minutes within the office time to say, let's have a conversation around this topic. Mm -hmm. And then everyone can learn from each other. Everyone can give their perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's how now we, we, we can now incentivize, we can motivate, we can ensure that persons have learned it the, whole, the way in which we want them to learn right. it. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I can't close out this conversation without speaking to you about animation. Oh, that's your thing. That's my thing. Yeah. That's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> So I know a lot of the people watching are probably not animation. They don't know how to do animation. They don't yes. know how to make it easy. To me, it just seems like some complex thing that I will never understand. <laughs> so for those who would like to make their content more engaging through animation, yes. what do you think is the best way for them to do that? All right. So if you're not an animation person at all, mm -hmm. you can do animation in PowerPoint. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. The cool thing with, with animation is that you're moving from one slide to the next. Mm -hmm. So I used to do this. This was when I wasn't even training animation. I just knew I wanted the stuff to move. Okay. So I was teaching something and I had a map. 
and I wanted to show where it was populated. This was before the times when you could just go to like a Google Earth or so <laughs> or Google Maps and just say, hey, give me the video and just go pop, 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 right? I didn't know how to do it. I wanted to show where, yeah, I can say it, Red Stripe. Mm -hmm. I can say it. I wanted to show different places where Red Stripe was being distributed. Mm -hmm. And all I did was the first slide, I had the map. The second slide, I had the map with the first location. location and, uh, the second slide, two spots mm -hmm. and with the map. And just on and on and on. And then as I'm going through the slides, it is populating the map. Right? Yeah. So it can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Then now we have other tools now that have been coming around. Because in all truth and to, to, to be honest, being an educator in today's world, it is very, very hard. Um you are required to know animation, graphic design, videography, right? I'll be no mathematics, so you ask me, you ask me for doing something, you nobody never teach me that, you know, but just want to teach mathematics, but I make it so hard, right? So it is very hard now to be an educator. Mm -hmm. So we have tools now that will make it easy. Er, right. I'm not saying make it easy, mm -hmm. but easier on you. So you have stuff like Toonly, um, stuff okay. like, um, I think it's called Voomly. And I know about Powtoons. Powtoons was right. one of those that I originally started with. And you can get Powtoons for free. Okay. And then you can also upgrade um, and pay for a package out of Powtoons. Okay. But it works just like PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. um, and then now you can add your add the, the the little graphics and mm -hmm. the animations and those things in there okay. and and um what they call the one that we love prezi prezi is yeah, also another prezi. tool that we love right <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day you know i'm giving all of these suggestions don't don't just say oh this technology and i want to use this technology again look at yourself look at your needs mm -hmm. look at what you know, what works for you, what works with your workflow, mm -hmm. you know, don't stress out yourself anymore. We're having too many teachers dropping down nowadays. Mm -hmm. Don't stress out yourself. Find something that works for you mm -hmm. and then use that tool and better yet, something that the students respond to. Because mm -hmm. that's, at the end of the day, that is the main thing. You want the students to be engaged. Definitely. So that is my suggestion. All right. So just to wrap up. Yes. Wrap up now. We want to speak about everything that we have covered in a nutshell by you giving us some tips, some closing words about how organizations can make their training more engaging for employees. Talk to your people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Simple. It's simple. Listen, um, a, a lot of times training fail mm -hmm. because the end user was not involved in the process. Right. Um, and as you had said, you know, we need to have that follow up. It cannot be, oh, we do this three hour training and we're just going to pile everything in your brain. And then suddenly you're going to just know mm. that is... <laughs> Education, like <laughs> we're mm -hmm. not in the matrix just yet, right? <laughs> at least, at least I don't I think, think we are, think we are. <laughs> <laughs> right? So education doesn't work like that. It, mm -hmm. it has to be that you're having conversations. So as I was suggesting before, 
you know, dedicate even 15 minutes of, of work time where persons are able to sit down and, and discuss mm -hmm. the topic, you know, and even apply it to what is happening in their workspace right now. Right. That is how we're going to learn, mm -hmm. you know, have follow-ups, come back. And that, that doesn't mean test because a lot of times I don't know why we just love to test people. We, we're a testing environment now. But just coming back, even if you have the trainer coming back and saying, hey, let's do a follow-up. Mm -hmm. What do you remember? What is happening? How did you apply it? Mm -hmm. Show me how you're using it in your working right. space. That is what is going to make a training successful. Mm -hmm. Just coming up with a topic out of the blue without involving your end user. And just um, saying, okay, guys, this is what you want to do. You're going to get resistance. Yeah. And everybody is like that. You know, somebody's going to look on you and tell you, okay, let's just go and watch. Let's go and watch this English production. You know, why? Why do you want me to watch this movie? I, why you don't ask me what I want? want to watch, right. We're all like that. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily just education. So you need to get buying from your people. Mm -hmm. And then once you get buying from your people and you do follow-ups, your training is going to be successful. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much. No, bro, Christine, thank you for inviting me. Thank you one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> <laughs> Learning made personal. <laughs> and it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. <laughs>